Hi, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way. But it wasn't always easy and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from Timeless Principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. I love working with newer real estate agents. They're the ones with a dream, energy, and excitement to get going. Those agents also have a million questions as they are just starting out. And because I've worked with so many agents, I can recognize the questions and limiting beliefs that hold real estate professionals back from stepping into their own and going all in on their new business dreams. These limiting beliefs can take all that positive energy and excitement and turn it into fear, self-doubt, and unworthiness. Sometimes new agents bust through these feelings after hitting their stride, but many struggle with fear, self-doubt, and unworthiness far into their career. Every time the market shifts or the industry evolves, those feelings creep back up, causing even the most seasoned agents to second-guess themselves and hesitate in important moments. Now, if it was just us getting into our own way and slowing down our personal progress, that would be one thing, right? But you and I know that it is never that simple. Struggling with fear, self-doubt, and unworthiness can cause us to self-sabotage, which holds us back from creating better results for our clients and, in turn, for our families who rely on us to go out and accomplish exciting things. And trust me, I am not immune to this. Between you and me, I am the queen of self-doubt. I have struggled with imposter syndrome my entire life, and my personal coach can vouch for the years of work we've done together to help me get over my self-sabotaging ways. Through this inner work and professional work that I've done to tackle my own personal cocktail of self-sabotage, where I have let fear, self-doubt, and unworthiness hold me back in the past, I've come to rely on three values that always seem to get me back on track. And while those feelings still crop up from time to time and random events can trigger my anxiety and fears, I always come back to these values that ground me, help me reconnect with my truth, and get me out of my own way so that I can focus on creating action. So today, I want to share these values with you. These are so core to my beliefs that we actually made these our company values and we talk about them during team meetings a lot or when fires crop up in the business. So I'm really excited to share this with you. This is 
somewhat of a personal episode today because like I said, this is my truth. This is core to how I operate. And I hope that you get a little bit of an insight from somebody who's been there on how you can overcome self-doubt and unworthiness and fear. Let's do it. Okay, number one, failure is a natural part of the innovation process. This one is really special to me, and we talk about it internally with our team constantly. I'll say it again. Failure is a natural part of the innovation process. How does that feel? Saying this to myself immediately helps to inspire action. Because when we are stuck in fear mode, maybe we're afraid of messing up or saying the wrong thing or just in general, not sure how to show up, that means we are going to have a really hard time taking action. But action is the antidote to fear. So how do we act with courage even when we know we might fail? Well, we just remember that failure is a natural part of the innovation process. Now, this is not to say that we accept inadequacy in our work. Instead, it's just a matter of accepting that anytime we try something new, inevitably, there will be opportunities to fail. And that's actually a really good thing. Failure gives us an opportunity to learn in real time, which is way different from just hearing a helpful tip secondhand. Failure offers a moment to come up with a creative solution that can set you apart from your competition. Failure also gives resilience, which is crucial to our ability to continue moving through hard times in our business or in the real estate market in general. Being more resilient means we know that we are resourceful enough to find a way through regardless of what life throws at us, and that is a skill that's best sharpened through experience. So yes, failure is inevitable, but it's not a bad thing. Remember, we aren't saving lives here, okay? We're selling real estate, which, yes, it matters a lot, but most of the failures that we experience can be solved one way or another. So instead of looking at a failure moment as an aha, gotcha moment and letting failure validate all the fears that you had, look at it as a natural stepping stone to getting closer to where you want to be. This allows you to release the chokehold of fear and self-doubt and instead focus on your next steps. Because every opportunity I have had in my real estate career has come from the other side of failing one way or another. As I say this, I'm just recognizing how funny it is that failure is so tied into fear. For example, Bryce, my husband and business partner, and I have had a lot of rocky moments in our business. And over the years, we always came back to our commitment that we just don't operate from fear. We accept that failure is a natural part of the innovation process, and we let that guide us to our next action so we can more quickly create forward momentum. The first thing that I say to myself after establishing that first value is what's next. And then I get to work. Number two, we operate with extreme empathy. Every decision we make 
every path we take is guided by empathy. Having empathy is the ability to see yourself in someone else's shoes. I think that Brene Brown said it best when she said, empathy is simply listening, holding space, withholding judgment, emotionally connecting, and communicating that incredibly healing message of you are not alone. It means that we must understand before we judge. When I was creating this episode, I was talking to Gisela, our head of content, and I asked her what she thought of of people in our audience in the Market Authority show and, and what they might have needed to hear this month. And she shared a really interesting message that we got from a real estate agent recently. The agent said, quote, I tend to stand in my own way and I'm unsure of what the expectations are of me as an agent sometimes. We didn't get any training on this when I started, so I'm just kind of winging it. Oof, you feel that, right? Like maybe at some point you were a newer agent or just felt lost, and maybe at that moment you felt and thought exactly as this individual did. It's interesting because this moment of holding space for those challenges and understanding how that must feel for this person and wondering how we can help them find a path to more clarity and confidence is the act of showing empathy itself. And that act of showing empathy is also the answer to the challenge that this agent is experiencing. Let me explain. Most real estate professionals are not taught how to empathize with the people that they are supposed to be working with and serving. When we aren't sure of what the expectations are for us as a professional, it means we're not clear on the real issues that we are supposed to be solving. Behind every deal is never just a door to a house or a sign in the yard. It's a real person, a family, someone who has their entire life's hopes and dreams tied up into a vision and the home in question is, an, is a crucial part of that journey. And while it's easy to get lost in the metrics and the moving parts of our business, we must remember that each lead, call, or contact is a person who is trying to make really challenging decisions regarding their wealth and investments and trying to make them in a way that contributes to a life well-lived. That's really heavy stuff. And only once we can empathize with that can we help our clients understand that we are just as invested in these decisions with them as they are. That we can look beyond a sale being the means to an end, but instead the first transaction to a lifetime of work with each client. I look at every closing with a new client as our first of many. When the deal closes, our work just begins because I've taken the time to truly understand the function that that transaction is playing in the long game for them. Having empathy allows us to stay curious and ask better questions when we are speaking with prospects. It allows us to find more impactful ways to serve them beyond, well, let me know when you are ready to go look at houses. (laughs) It also allows us to transform leads into clients for life. 
It's how we get out of the salesy, slimy real estate culture and remain relevant long after the sale. And because of all of this, as you can see, having extreme empathy is not only the best way we can treat our clients and communities, and honestly, the world beyond them, it's also really good for business. So the next time you're frustrated or feeling stuck or just not sure on your next step, and you're wondering why people don't just do what you think they should do, remember to operate with extreme empathy. Take a moment, think clearly about the person behind the problem and how you can show up for them in a big way. Finally, we have number three, our third value. Do all things with excellence. I'm not going to lie. This is going to be me being super vulnerable. This was a hard one for me. As someone who used to really struggle to commit to accomplishing goals, who used to, excuse my language, half-ass everything I do, and who still, much to my husband's displeasure, have trouble remembering to tighten the screw top on literally anything in our house, doing anything with excellence does not come naturally to me. Again, being totally vulnerable and letting you in, I grew up in a chaotic and toxic household where nothing we did really mattered because our more basic needs were not going to be met either way. I was a D average student. As a young adult, my bank account used to overdraft every month, even with a study nine to five. And I was never one in my early finance career to be handed promotions because honestly, my work was not that great. And even as I share this with you, I I feel the shame of that. And I look back and I wish that it didn't have to be that way. Because all of this resulted in horrible self-confidence, anxiety, self-doubt, unworthiness. It wasn't until I got into real estate full-time that I felt the pressure of having it all on the line and having somebody I was accountable to that I started to see truly how far away I was from the person that I knew I could and should be. Bryce, on the other hand, is someone for whom excellence comes naturally. The challenges he faced in his early life gave him an edge and a sense of inner accountability that is shocking to witness. He doesn't do a half measure on anything and he won't quit on a task until it's perfectly completed. And so I looked at this and I saw as he thrived in real estate where he had an unlimited threshold for follow through and I got to work. I became obsessed with high performance. I did the inner work. I wrestled my demons I looked at what I was doing from my routines to the way that I spoke to myself to how I did literally everything to my diet, my movement. I knew that in order to achieve the things I wanted, I had to first become the person who achieved big things, not the other way around. I was not going to magically become that person after I hit these milestones. It had to start with me. Discipline detail-oriented, committed to the process. That's who I had to become. Slowly over time, I began to allow myself to become the person who I knew I could be. 
I want to be a partner to my spouse. I want to be a catalyst for my team. I want to be a guide to my clients on their journey. Over time, I I really developed a clear sense of what this actually means in each aspect of my life and doing all things with excellence is an easy rule to remember that everything we do matters. How we do any one thing is how we're going to do anything. I look back to how our business has grown and the way that we rebuilt our entire business to serve our people and our community, and I I see a commitment to excellence. Sure, we still drop the ball sometimes and we are not perfect. I am constantly, painfully falling short of who I want to be. But doing all things with excellence is a guiding light, and it's the first thing that I think of When I have to take ownership of a mistake or when we are planning a new business process and we need to make sure it's done well and done right, it's the commitment to not just shouting into the masses and hoping any buyer or seller finds us, but instead focusing on who we are meant to serve, finding them with precision and knowing exactly what to say and what to offer that helps them understand that we are their perfect fit. It's taking the time to have a vision for where our business can go and caring enough to create a step-by-step plan that actually gets us there. So there you have it. My three truths, the values that guide my business and heart out of fear, self-doubt, and even unworthiness. This episode might have been a little heavy, so I want to acknowledge you for getting this far. (laughs) So often... As real estate agents, we're looking for the strategy and the tips, but I have found that it's more about the mindset and the belief systems that we operate by that take us further. And if you want to take this a step further, I've actually written an ebook that goes a little deeper into the biggest lessons that I have learned on this journey. It's called The 12 Rules to Live By for the Attraction-Based Agent. You can download it for free in the show notes. Hope you like it. And I really hope that this serves you on your path. I am grateful to have had a small part on it today on the Market Authority Show. And until next time, keep on crushing it. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.